four score and New this morning, years. we're getting our first look inside the Hello and welcome to First Hand, the podcast where we hear first-hand accounts of the most important moments in history from the people who lived them. I'm your host, Devin Field. And I'm Greg Law. And Devin, that was a great intro. Thank you. I am I am a big man, uh-huh. metaphorically, uh-huh. and I'm willing to admit you've you've bested me. Yeah, you well, you're not good at the intros, and I am good at them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You didn't need to uh-huh. twist the knife. Okay. Yeah, you win. I, you know what? You can't bring me down today. I'm in a good mood. Why is that? Because I got the money. I got the heart surgery. Ugh, Greg finally got, got his a heart new surgery. new ticker. Sure. Thank you. Go fund me. Thanks to all the fans. There was enough left over for a PT Cruiser. <laughs> Wait, you purchased a car on top of your heart surgery? Yeah. That's what those, that's the GoFundMe racket, baby. Is that what it is? You overshoot your stated goal so you can get a little something for daddy on yeah. top? Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. I've never heard of such a thing, but good for you. Oh, yeah. I think that's, I think, I think people know. I think it's built in. It's like yeah. breakage, you know, it's built into the price that it's people like the, steal. It's, it's like the cleaning fee of an Airbnb. Exactly. You know, you're going to pay 95 not, on top. And they don't clean those. <laughs> I don't clean mine. I don't know. I don't clean mine no, either. There yeah. we go. Ah. Um, well, today we're talking about, uh, well, first I should say, what the hell we do on this damn podcast, oh, shouldn't yeah. I? I mean, as always, I need to explain that we, Greg and I, have witnessed nearly every major event in history. And again, for the final time, it's the simplest way to explain it. We are Forrest Gumps. Forrest Gumps, baby. We were there for it all. hate putting it that way, and now we love it. We love it. It's succinct. (laughs) It's very succinct, and it's super clear, and it's a movie we love. It's a movie we love. And guys, I know last week we promised you that it was going to be the event that We've been planning to do and sort of teasing all year. Yeah. We were we said this is it. We're doing nine eleven. We were gonna finally do the nine eleven episode that everyone's been clamoring for. And we had some great guests lined up. We had some guests who, I mean, these were big guests. People who were directly people involved. People who had a big role. Yep. But an opportunity came to us to do a different event, and we had to pivot. Someone with inside info, someone who, you know, like played a huge role in it, approached us. That's that's right. To do this episode. So I think we'll we'll put we'll do nine eleven some other time. We'll do nine eleven. We'll get around to it, I'm sure. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But today we're talking about the murder of Tupac Shakur. Big one. I hope I'm saying that right, Greg. I I think you are. Did you pronounce it as the number two? Yeah, I did. There you go. That's how I phonetically talked my way through it. Yeah, there you go. I checked my notes. I saw the number two. I went for it. <laughs> nice. Um, and of course, it's a tragic event, you know, but, yeah. uh, and we were there for it and we want to get to the bottom of it. It's one of the great unsolved mysteries of our time. Yeah. Who what shot a- Tupac? It is. I mean, it's, it's JR, it's JFK, mm-hmm. it's Tupac. Those are the big three who does, shots. Those are the big three who shots. Yeah. I don't even have a fourth to add. I can't think of another one. Another person who's been there's, shot? There's only three unsolved murders in history. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I guess there's maybe a couple more. Well, you know who killed John Bonet, but you won't tell me. <laughs> you scamp. Give me back my, my CD player. <laughs> Should I give some background on today's event, Greg? Yes, yes. Well, legendary American rapper, poet, actor, and activist Tupac Shakur was fatally shot on September 7th, 1996 in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas, Nevada. He was only 25 years old, Greg. He had accomplished so much by that age. 
Uh, on the night of the shooting, let's establish a bit of the sequence of events. Tupac attended the Bruce Seldon versus Mike Tyson boxing match at the MGM Grand with Mr. Suge Knight, the head of Death Row Records, and a famously chill guy who's definitely worth hanging out with. Seems like a cool guy to mix it up with. After leaving the match, one of Suge Knight's associates, Trayvon Lane, spotted Orlando Baby Lane Anderson, a Crips gang member from Compton, in the MGM Grand Lobby. Earlier that year, Anderson and a group of Southside Crips had robbed Lane in a footlocker. Lane told Tupac and Shakur attacked Orlando Anderson in the lobby of the MGM. Mm. Shakur and Knight's entourage joined in to assist. The fight was captured on hotel video surveillance and was broken up by hotel security. So there was a fight at the MGM in a very short period of time before the murder itself. Mm. After the brawl, Shakur and Knight headed to Club 662. And at about 11 p.m., Shakur and Knight were halted on Las Vegas Boulevard by officers from the Las Vegas Police Department Bike Patrol for playing the car stereo too loudly and not having license plates. And definitely not because they were black or anything like that. Seems like a totally legitimate stop. You know how cars get pulled over yeah. for the stereos all the time. That's right. I'm always getting pulled over for my stereo being Same. loud. Um, they were released a few minutes later without being cited. But just a few minutes after that, at 11.15 p.m., a white late model Cadillac pulled up next to Knight's car, rolled down a window, and rapidly fired gunshots at Shakur. He was hit four times, and Knight was hit in the head. But Knight was able to drive Shakur and himself a mile to Las Vegas Boulevard and Harmon Avenue, where they were again pulled over by members of the bike patrol. These guys were active that night. Yeah, the bike patrol really <laughs> runs that city. It's they right. run a tight ship. And they they alerted paramedics, uh, who took Knight and Shakur to the University Medical Center in Southern Nevada. Um, at the hospital, Shakur was sedated, placed on life support, and ultimately in a coma. Knight was released from the hospital the following day, but didn't speak for to the press for several days. He told officers he heard something but saw nothing the night of the shooting. Uh, officers at the time of Shakur's hospitalization reported having no leads. Sergeant Kevin Manning said during the week that officers did not, during that week, officers did not receive, quote, a whole lot of cooperation from Shakur's entourage. So that seems sort of like victim blaming there, Greg, a little bit. Sure does. It pisses me off. Mm -hmm. I didn't cooperate. Um, Shakur unfortunately passed away uh, later that week on Friday, September 13th, of complications from his injuries. Um, now, there's some loose ends, of course, to this case. We don't know who committed the crime. Uh, now, w a year after the shooting, uh, one of the police officers involved said that Shakur's murder may never be solved. And in 2002, there was a two-part L.A. Times story titled Who Killed Tupac? based on a year-long investigation. And this reporter pointed the finger at Orlando Anderson, the crip whom Shakur attacked in the lobby of that MGM grant. Uh, Las Vegas police officers had considered him a suspect and interviewed him only once. Anderson was killed two years later in an unrelated gang shooting. Phillips's article also implicated East Coast rappers, including the notorious Big I.G., Tupac's no. rival at the time. I don't think you pronounced that you one You don't correctly. think so? Notorious no, B.I.G.? You said Big I.G. Did I? You're thinking of a different rapper named Big I.G. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who's, of well, course... Yeah. He's one was, of my favorite SoundCloud rappers. Yeah. Oh, and his eye is huge. Huge. His huge. one eye is huge. He's yeah. a cyclops. So that's where we stand, Greg. Yikes. This is a tough one. This is a tough one for me. Well, of course, we were both directly involved. Should I get into how I was involved? Yeah, please do. Well, 
as as listeners know from the We Are the World episode, I was briefly involved in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working at an intern. I worked my way up. And to the be Berlin a, Wall episode. Yes, of course. I worked my way up to be a junior manager at uh, at Death Row Records. Actually, uh, yeah. You really. You're drawn to music. You're I drawn am. to that world. I am. And, uh, you know, people thought I was not a good fit there for many reasons, um, mainly that I had never heard rap music before. Mm. Um, but there was such energy there. I was like, mm-hmm. I got to get in here. And I actually ended up kind of briefly, I was, uh, I was Tupac's manager. I was yeah. hip pocketing Tupac. He was huh. sort of in my roster, but I hadn't like committed to him yet. You I was hip pocket. I mean, he would have been pretty successful by then. I wasn't were... sure about him. Ah. I wasn't sure. I hadn't heard enough to know. I feel like he was on the radio. He was. A, he was. He was a star. He'd had many number one hits. Who were you rapping? Ah, uh, boy. Let's see. So many people. Uh, I was interviewed. I was at that point through a separate record label. Uh, David Crosby of Crosby, Stills and Nash. Were you hip pocketing him? I was hip pocketing him. I wasn't sure. Okay, I wasn't okay sure that's about a guy who's been successful record. for three decades at that point. <laughs> Give me four and I'll sign you. You know what I mean? Okay, so you were you only wanted to work with artists who had been successful for forty years. Or yeah, longer. ideally, ideally. That's wow. why I was why I was so interested in Bob Dylan all those years. <laughs> you know, it's, well, you've got a Dylan. whole lurid history yes. with Dylan that we don't need to get into. But so I was in Las Vegas that night because I was going to meet. Suge and Tupac at Club 662. Presumably to tell him, I'm ready to sign you. No, You're... I was going to cut him from my roster. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to cut him. You I wasn't gonna... confident in his ability to sell records. Wow. Plain and simple. But just because I knew the bubble was about to burst. Sure, he was on top of the charts, but I was like, how long is this going to last? You know what I mean? I mean, it, it seems like it could have lasted a long time. I, I don't know. All I know is I was going to meet, I was like, guys, meet me at the club. I have something really important to talk to you about. And they were like, fine, you know. Well, kudos to you for manning up and having that conversation face to face. A lot of people in that sure. business that would just call or something, but. Well, of course, I didn't get to have it. I waited at the club for hours. I had oh. to pay for two rounds of bottle service by myself. You had to? Oh, because it's you a know, minimum, yeah. Wait, right. It's a two bottle service <laughs> two, minimum. Two drink minimum, but it's <laughs> bottle service. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how right. they get you. And so, you know, at the end of the night, I'm, I'm calling him going, where are you? You know, what the hell? And then finally I check the news and go, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, and then of course his records sell like hotcakes after that. But I had already they severed. They were already it. selling I, like hotcakes. But even more so. So I feel like a fool, but yeah. I never got to, my biggest regret is that I never got to tell Tupac to his face, hey, I don't think this is working out. Wow. That's... That's wild, man. Yeah. Have you ever listened to any of his music yet? Nah. Oh, God. Now, Greg, how are you involved? <clears throat> well, this is kind of this is this is heartbreaking. You know, I was I was in Vegas a lot in those days. I was living there. I was I was a friend. I was friends with Pac. I was friends with Suge. Mm. And it was just it was twenty five. You know, it was a tragedy. And also, like, not that this matters necessarily. <laughs> Go on. Not that this even really matters, but I did take some action from Pac that night on the Tyson fight, and he owed me twenty grand. Who cares? Really? That's not a big deal. It seems like you care. No, I don't care. So Tupac owed you money. Yeah. 
And it was really, again, not that I cared, but it was really important because I, you know, I was running an illegal gambling operation in Las Vegas, which not a lot of people know has a big legal gambling yeah. economy. I knew that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, you've been there. Yeah. I feel like people from outside of Vegas don't know. Maybe not. You know, they think of it as the Tiger Show City. <laughs> But it's actually there's a lot of gambling going on there, mm. legal gambling. So it was a it was a tough racket for me. Mm. Um, and I wasn't doing well, and he owed me twenty grand. And also that was my friend, right? You know, and I, you know, I was just trying to get to his his people, you know, his friends and family afterwards, and and give my condolences and sort of see. What was going on with his finances? Greg, this is see, not a good like, look. This is you're a vulture circling. I, I mean, the man made a bet <sighs> that the man was dead. But like, someone's got to pay. That's horrible. I, Everything look, you're I'm saying to me is really of this. horrible. I'm not proud of this. Don't be. I'm not. Okay. Why you got to keep twisting? You know what? Because, you can't get me uh, down today. I got a new heart. <laughs> Okay, right. so you know what? Technically, the me that I am now isn't even the me that did this horrible thing. Yeah. That was an old. That was two hearts ago because I got one in the '90s too. I'm really proud of how you're compartmentalizing this. You're compartmentalizing this. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think we're both. Here's the thing: it's an unsolved case, right? But mm-hmm. I think both of us are airtight on this because yeah, why would you be going to break up with him if you knew he was going to be shot? And right. why would I shoot a guy who owed me money? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> like, airtight. You don't shoot someone who owes you money. Yeah, pretty airtight. Because then they can't pay it. That's right. Airtight. Airtight. Well, we're gonna get deeper into this case. We have two guests who can, I think, shed some true light on yeah. this story even more so than how much we've already illuminated it yeah you know? uh, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back Thanks, with Frank. more welcome back greg welcome back welcome we're here talking about sorry i was just leaving you know i thought dev's killing the intro game oh thanks you're sweet I am now with my new heart. Yeah. They said it came from a real sweet man. <laughs> well, the things you did in the past weren't sweet. I'll tell you that, Greg. Yeah, you know what? It's cool to be sweet now. I feel like it I'm a, cool to I be feel sweet. like I've been a bad guy my whole life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm good. This is like the reverse of like a Stephen King-esque thing. Isn't there a literal Stephen King-esque thing? Or maybe I'm just thinking of a treehouse of horror. <laughs> That I assumed was a reference to a sure. where someone gets like a, oh, like a hand transplant or yeah, I right, don't know. and then it's it was a killer's hand or something. Yeah, and I'm getting the reverse where I'm a terrible monster, and now I've got a nice man's heart. They said he he ran a candy store, and he didn't even charge money. Huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, let's I guess get he to gave our... away candy. Yeah, he just gave away candy. I'm going to be honest; it doesn't sound like a nice. It was person. sort of like a. <laughs> and no, no, no. You didn't even have to go to the store. It was like a mobile operation. He gave candy out of his van. Oh yeah, so you've heard of this ah, guy. Okay. Let's move on before we find out where your heart came from. We have a couple of guests here who I think are going to be able to shed some unique light. Yeah, on this. And again, we were going to do the 9/11 thing, which would have been a don't blast. Even, don't even mention it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, but. Then here comes here this comes. guy hitting us up. Now, this is, I believe, one of the main investigators of the Tupac case. Yeah. Now, please welcome Phil Bottomley. Hello, Phil. 
Wow, pleasure to be here. We are in Los Angeles, right? We are we in are, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good to be back. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you back. so you you spent some time here in Los Angeles. I, I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, I, I loved it. And uh, you know, I'm from a small town. Is that right? Oh. My first day on the force in Corvallis, Kansas, the Tupac shooting happens. Wow. You're kidding. And my boss says when I got to work how would you like to go to Las Vegas, Nevada and start an investigation on a big city police force? So wait a second. So you got a call, a random police department in the middle of the country, Uh where they wanted you to come in and solve this high-profile murder. We had like a exchange program (laughs) with... uh, Big city police forces. Oh, sure. Yeah, Fun. I'm familiar with the other side of that, where like a big city detective who has a lot of experience will go work to a small town where they maybe don't have as much experience. Right, right. And usually the big city cop is trying to get away from the hustle and bustle <laughs> and then gets embroiled in some kind of illegal activity. Sure. Uses their expertise, which far outpaces that of a small town police force. <laughs> One would assume. Sure, yeah. And yet... The small town wisdom sometimes ends up being the thing that cracks the case, despite the big city cops' expertise. Yeah, sure. Well, what I'm explaining is the opposite of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. So All you right. were trying to find the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. I was just taking a ticket to a big city. Right. It was your first time out of Corvallis, Kansas? Absolutely. Wow. I was born in a bathtub in Corvallis. <laughs> Population 1,400. Wow. I never got further than... 2,000 feet away from that bathtub. Wow. <laughs> that's interesting. Wow. That's, that's it's only a, a few football fields yeah. away. I, I was thinking we to try and arrive at the number of football fields, but I'm glad you made <laughs> no it. No need to figure yeah. it out. Well, well it's that... less than seven, <laughs> but it's more than six. <laughs> that's go. a detective at work wow. right there, folks. A yard is three feet. That's yeah. right. And a football field is? A <laughs> hundred yards. yards. Well, plus Counting the end zones? I don't know. Yeah. 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 So it's right around seven. Yeah. But a little less. See, that's my brain doesn't work like that. It's not a steel trap for details. Well, well yeah, it's actually it. simple math. <laughs> well, for you, so, baby. A little more than know. 300 feet per football field. Okay. And then, Listen, you small town guys, you you think you're so much smarter than hey, us big city hey, bumpkins? Uh, no, it's usually the opposite, <laughs> oh. actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, if anything, he's been very humble this whole time, Greg. So, so you arrive in Las Vegas. I mean, walk us through getting involved in this case. Well, my mom had given me $40 to spend <laughs> on gambling. So I immediately went to the slots because I wasn't starting until the next so you, day. Sorry, you knew that there was gambling to be done in Las Vegas? This is a thing that everyone knows about? I didn't yes. know much about it, but I knew that there was gambling. Yes, Craig, people know. Okay. Yeah. So you had $40 to $40. use in the slots. Yep. And you had a day? They didn't make you start. They let you have like a day to sort of acclimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So I took a shower, went down to the floor. I put 40 on 17 on roulette. Mm-hmm. Lost it right away. Yeah. Yep. Walked around for 12 hours. <laughs> went back to sleep, took a shower, and reported to the Las Vegas police force. Wow. wow. Yeah. Then they ran me through the facts. I said, gentlemen, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I'm very confused in this city. Yeah. Um, so I remember some of it, you know, I remember the main players, which you guys had mentioned, mm-hmm. the, the Orlando fella, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the East Coast, West Coast uh, connection, sure. suspicion there. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't really into hip hop at the time. Kind of broke through on the R&B scene. Not broke through, I mean, you know, how I discovered the music. Sure. Uh, I was big into the band Shy. Interesting. Hmm. Remember them? I, vaguely. I, was yeah. their big song? Uh, if I Ever Fall in Love. What, it Was it? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, if yeah. I ever fall in love. Yes. And so I was looking for love at the time. Still am. Wow. Oh, oh, oh ladies. Winked. No, that was a big direct wink to me. Oh, okay. Well, you seem like a guy who's friends with a lot of females. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd be wrong on that one. Yeah, afraid. yeah. I don't know. I feel like guys and girls can't really be friends anymore. Or me and other guys. Yeah. Greg saw the first five minutes of When Harry Met Sally and turned it off. Yeah. I Well, I don't like Crystal. <laughs> That's right. You know me and him have beef. That's right. So, so you you're there. You're presented with this field of evidence. You yeah. know these this celebrities, two celebrities shot, one dead. Where do you even begin a case like that? Well, I said, guys, you're taking charge here because <laughs> I really don't know the city. These facts are really confusing. Wow. This is technically day two on the job as a police officer for me. Wow! So I just started the day of the shooting, and that's incredible. Yeah. So that was like you come in, you get a cup of coffee, and they send you to Vegas, or <laughs> yeah, wow, man, that old cliche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty standard. We've seen it in shows before, but yeah, I think again, not to keep revisiting on the on the sort of other side of this exchange program, they would typically say like, "I'm in charge here," and 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 it sounds like you were not doing it that way. You're oh, I'd saying... forcefully say you're in charge here. <laughs> okay, so then what did you do as they're taking charge, processing the crime scene, following leads? What's your role in that immediate aftermath? Getting coffee, <laughs> taking notes. Oh, I love to sketch buildings. Do you? Yeah, so I was walking around the strip sketching buildings. <laughs> okay. It was great. And how did that help the case in any way? Uh, well, it helped kind of, I, I ended up making like a little bit of a kind of uh, map of Las Vegas. Yeah, like a scale. Oh. Yeah, like a scale. I just like kind of, you know, I mapped out. It's on a grid, so I sure. just drew all these uh, streets kind of, mm-hmm. you know, a lower scale. And it was Cute. hard to get a map of town in the 90s. Yeah. Like they were, they, everyone was low on maps. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have GPS. No. So a lot mm-hmm. of times if we couldn't find a, an official map to the city, I'd unfold this from my pocket, <laughs> which would take about 40 seconds. <laughs> and then I'd kind of say, guys, I think we need to go over by the MGM Grand. Wow. wow gotcha. And and so you knew your way just around, just enough to sort of point out, hey, maybe over here. Hey, this is a place of interest. And they were like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They say, thanks, Phil. <laughs> so <laughs> they really respond. You, oh, I wouldn't like, say that. No, oh, no. Oh, they you didn't. Me nonstop. Really? Yeah. What would they say to you when they were roasting? Uh, uh, fill my coffee. Mm. They'd say that. Ah, it's simple. They call me refill. That's uh, good, yeah. and that's very good. That's good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Good. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you're on the losing end of this one, but, but that's, that's a good burn. Really good. You know, so it's good to have a nickname, even if it's like shithead, moron, mm. you know, new fish. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I didn't really have any specific takes on the the murder so you you haven't arrived at any there's no new light you can shed for us Mm, i mean occam's razor it's probably orlando and his gang (laughs) sure sure yeah you know and uh occam's razor of course the simplest solution is the solution is that am i remembering that correctly that is occam's razor and i think this this show has borne that out time and time again Mm -hmm. things are not convoluted no they're straightforward insane. and simple. Yeah. We're also sponsored by Occam's Razors. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, Occam's Razors. Uh, some say it's a bit too close of a shave. <laughs> yeah. Hey, God, he's doing our copy oh, now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Phil, you're diving right in. Phil, you, wow. you could have a career in radio. Are you still a cop, I guess, is my question. Yep, today's my last day. <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding. 
Then why are you here, Bill? Honestly, this felt like the easiest way to not get shot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, incredible. You know, you know what they say about cops on their last day? Go yeah. on. Well, they either get killed yeah. or they end up in a case that uh, extends past their retirement date. Uh, sure. Yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah. Well, I hope neither of those happen to you. I, we wish you a peaceful retirement, and hopefully we can get some more of your expertise uh, uh, I mean, case. obviously a listener right now might be thinking... Hey, Greg's gonna shoot this guy, right? Greg mm. has shot all the Greg. almost all the guests, but guess what, folks? New heart, He's new heart, new me. I'm not gonna shoot a soul today. Good, buddy, you're in good hands here. Well, good. Phil, thank you for being here. Uh, we're gonna introduce our next guest and yeah. bring them into the conversation. Now, this is someone I don't know a lot about, but I believe has a lot to share with us. Mm-hmm. He seems very intent on speaking with us. Please welcome Mr. Butch Bullseye White. Hello, 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 everybody. Wow, hello, everybody. Hi, Butch. Uh, It's good to see you. Good to meet you. I've been alive a long time, and people need to hear my story. Wow. Okay. Sounds juicy. Were you a a witness in any way? Do you have any information to share with us about this case? While I was not a witness to what had happened, I feel like I am a direct player into the outcome of the event. Oh my God. Um. For many years, I have been selling weapons. Mm-hmm. I've, I've sold many weapons to people that have then in turn used those weapons for good things, like oh, good. hunting over population of foxes. Very important. And They're pests. In the 90s in Vegas, you couldn't find a map anywhere, but you couldn't take two steps without stepping on a fucking fox. <laughs> I'll tell you that. They were everywhere. But I've also sold weapons that have in turn been used to assassinate public figures. Oh, oh my boy. God. That is a huge disparity. Mm. Uh, how old are you? <laughs> I am 70 years old. Wow. Wow. Just turned 70. Happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> What'd you get into? This is the first time somebody said it to me. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't have too many people in my life. Uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. Even with Facebook? <laughs> Usually you get a certain amount of just basic yeah. outreach on there. Random people. Uh, I, um, is that... Is that something from the news? Oh, no. Uh, he doesn't know what Facebook is. It's better you don't. It's better you don't. <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. point, I wouldn't oh get onto it Oh, my God. I now. wish I had never heard about uh, it. It's uh. a net loss. <laughs> it's a net <laughs> negative, yeah. Well, anyway. now, Bullseye. May I call you Bullseye? Yes, that's, that's what I'd like people to call me. Actually. Well, are you, are you leading us towards the idea that perhaps you sold a gun that may have been used in this heinous crime? I'm very confident that I, very confident that uh, the gun was purchased from me. Oh, you sold the gun that killed Tupac Shakur. Look, you don't know what you're going to do. You, you can't choose the life that you end up becoming in, but it chooses you. Mm. I remember back when I was, first time I ever sold a gun that was used for harm. <laughs> I was 12 years old. Mm. The year was 1963. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Math <laughs> Don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> no, you should. It's okay. It's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna check out. Okay. okay. <laughs> 1951. Okay. Yeah. Who, who, did, who did you sell the gun to? 
Let's just say his name was Lee. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Bullseye. Bullseye. You sold the gun to Levi Strauss that he used to kill Pierre Wrangler? <laughs> or no, I'm getting that wrong. No. No. no I feel like I everyone sh- else knows a really obvious thing that you're getting Greg at. Greg Occam's razor here, buddy. I think we're talking Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, of course. Of 1963. What's <laughs> a big event from 1963? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I mean, we were there. Yeah, we were there. And we'll talk about <laughs> we that. We'll talk about episode. that in a future episode. But, but you sold the gun that killed JFK as a twelve-year-old boy. Maybe Lee used another gun. I doubt it. Maybe he used another rifle. But I just know that I, as a twelve-year-old boy, trying to make ends meet, struggling, uh, no father. Oh no! Found a gun on the street and decided to sell it. <laughs> Oh, so you weren't even necessarily an arms dealer. You just at the uh, time, no, I was a twelve-year-old boy. Okay, 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 I okay, found okay, the sorry, gun. Sorry, Jesus, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Twelve-year-old boy, and, I and you found, found a, a, and I sold then, it. Wow, did it weigh heavily on you? Yeah, yeah, the, it did. I, that's why I had to sell it. I was like, I can't walk around with oh, this heavy gun. Uh, yeah. I see, I okay. see. But then, also after the murder of JFK, did you feel a sense of guilt? I didn't even put it together in, until about. 1968 would. When... Oh wow! When RFK oh, was shot. No. Please tell me you didn't don't tell sell you Sirhan Sirhan oh, no. a gun. I mean that one I don't care about. Oh, like, you you might be does. thinking about another thing from 1968. <laughs> no, I mean don't get me wrong. I think I sold that weapon as well. Oh boy. Because <laughs> at this time I was like selling guns is you make a good profit. Lucrative. Yeah, yeah, you're a little you're an older teenager now. You need to take girls out on dates and stuff. You need a little pocket money. Oh, of course. Yeah. I was very not cute as a <laughs> so the more money I had the the better it was for me. Right. You know. Yeah. No, bullseye. Oh, you're no, you're, I'm you're sure cute. You Stop really it. No, you're no so I've come I've come to peace with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've come to peace with it. But yes, and then I uh I sold the weapon that I'm pretty sure was used in the assassination of Martin Luther King. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Wow, man. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's so dark, it's hard to even know where to begin. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I... I had to go on dates. I had this it was ah. just to take someone to the movies. (laughs) Okay, don't do me like that. I also took them out to eat at the local food shop. (laughs) The food shop. It seemed like a lie because you couldn't summon the name of a restaurant. <laughs> the local food shop. In those intervening years, I'm sure you sold a lot of weapons that helped thin the population of foxes, foxes, yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, I want to go on record as to say that my weapons weren't only used for bad. Yeah, let's okay. look at the net. Mm-hmm. Here, you sure. know. Like if I've sold weapons that have, you know, ended up being used in the assassination of people like JFK and RFK. In MLK. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, and John Lennon and Versace and oh people my, like oh Jesus. My God. And like Bullseye. Oh my God. Well, Bullseye. Now, but, uh, Bullseye, I see you have a notebook here that's just a list of receipts. I'm looking at some of these receipts here right now. Be I careful. See, some of those okay. are very old. I see um, almost every member of the Manson family is listed here. Mm. You were selling guns to the Manson family? Almost every member. But, okay. you know, God. some of those weren't mine because some of those they stabbed people so yeah uh-huh. i don't sell knives okay i don't sell knives okay oh good i that's would a, that's never a chump's weapon i would never want a fucking knife dealer on my show <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't allow it gotta have principles you yeah. do you gotta have that cold steel in your hands <laughs> like 
the trigger being able to be pulled that takes a real man or a strong woman yes Now I'm seeing this one isn't even a name. It's just a symbol of sort of a crosshair symbol, not unlike the Zodiac Killers symbol. Did you sell a gun to someone who may have been the Zodiac Killer? I cannot tell a lie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Evoking George Washington there. Yes, yes. So it is quite possible. I'm saying quite possible. I'm not uh, going to say definite i'm not going to say definite because i will not go to jail in my later years sure so i am just giving myself what my lawyers have said okay plausible deniability because you are sitting across from a police officer honestly i don't want to get embroiled in a case that will drag on beyond today (laughs) well (laughs) ideally seems like a guy who might have info yeah you might want to plug your ears then you know i mean it's this is testing my boundaries (laughs) right now i got 12 (laughs) or 15 minutes before i retire (laughs) wow it times out to the end of the podcast oh Uh, wow (laughs) basically i didn't take any breaks earlier in the day I and see. my sergeant said that I could just kind of take a break to ride it out. Oh, wow. At the end of my shift. We continue to wish you luck. Uh, now, we got a birthday boy. We got a retirement. We should get a cake in here. We should we get, should get a cake. We'll get a cake, cake during the next break. Now, Bullseye, I guess this all begs the question who did you sell that gun to that you think might have killed Tupac Shakur? <laughs> I mean, well, it's in the receipts right there. Okay. Let me take a look. Obviously, here. with the dates, <laughs> you know, you be able to lie. Okay. Very neat. I would keep our stuff very organized. Mm-hmm. So it'll pretty much be solved and figured out once, <laughs> once you read it. Well, once I read this name, we should have a good lead. <laughs> well, look, there's well, it's just a lead because day. I can tell you this I've sold guns to people. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, that gun ends up in a murder. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the person I sold the gun to wasn't the person who committed the murder. Interesting. Wow. And with that in mind, I will read the name below. It looks like it says it? Lil C's. But wait, there's a smudge here. Lil Caesar's Pizza on Fifth Street in Las Vegas, Nevada. You sold a gun to an employee at a Little Caesar's Pizza? Yes. I know that Little Caesars. It was on my map. Oh. I used to go there all the time. You're kidding me. Well, 1996 was the height of their Pizza Pizza campaign. Of course. And uh, if there's anything that people like more than one pizza, it's two (laughs) Two pizzas. And crazy bread. Uh, The bread was too crazy. (laughs) You gotta get the Well, it sounds like someone who works there might have been eating too much of that crazy bread and wanted to kill a public figure. I mean, do we have any thoughts as to who this might have been? I'm trying to get Bullseye off the hook here so that he doesn't feel responsible for I this. I mean, I'm look, uh, uh, don't worry about how I feel. I'm not <laughs> going to go to the grave mourning the death of all the people whose lives I've impacted, uh, oh, okay. you know, in that way. Like, I oh, mean, yeah. like I said, it, you know, in the 80s were a different time. They were. New Wave was coming out, and I had to buy a lot of records, so I needed money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in the 90s was also a weird time <laughs> because, you know, the, the musical landscape was changing, and with yeah. that, so was my living situation. Wow, really? Hey, can mm-hmm. we take a quick break Please, to yeah. just uh, go around and talk about our favorite one or two hit wonders from the 90s? Of course. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Well, let's see. 
Um, I can lead it off. How please. bizarre. OMC. <laughs> ah, yes. Good one. Good one. Oh, that is a really good. I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Two Princes. Uh, who was that? With? Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. Sure. I mean, I guess they had a couple other songs, right? Mm-hmm. Good, uh, mm-hmm. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong, but not much beyond that. Yeah, so I'd call that a two hit. Yeah. And now this might also tip over into potentially a two or three hit wonder, but uh, I'd go with the Bare Naked Ladies if I had a million dollars. I think that was, that was about as big as they ever got. That was in the late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bullseye? Bullseye. Um, I think a real one-hit wonder for me, because let me set this up for you. It was the 90s, and uh-huh. <laughs> at that time, like I said, I was going through some personal changes. I okay. needed more money, so I was, at that point, selling more guns than I could handle. Oh, but, bullseye. You know, just pulling out guns left and right. I'm <laughs> seeing names on this list. I see... Oh, I see Kay Cobain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of mm-hmm. names on this list. Mm-hmm. Kay Cobain. We don't know who. Yeah. Don't know who. <laughs> we don't know yeah. who. Don't know who. Could be anyone. Kyle Cobain. <laughs> yeah. But I will say with that particular one, uh, the person who I sold it to asked, do you think this trigger is easy to pull with my toe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, it should be. Um, and then we worked out a system where then I made the trigger a little bit like oh, less God. resistant. Wow. Yeah. Later, later trigger pull. Mm-hmm. Anyway, favorite one hit wonder. <laughs> oh, favorite one hit wonder. My favorite one hit wonder of the 90s mm-hmm. has to be, uh, oh, yes, Marcy's Playground. Ah, <laughs> sex, sex and candy. Sex candy. Yeah. yeah. That's hey, really good. That's up Greg's alley. Yeah. That's that guy in the van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, heart's I'm probably t- singing, thinking of Marcy's Playground. <laughs> yeah, right it did It did say on the list of the guy's interest, it said sex and candy. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, he must have. Okay. Uh, Interesting. I guess he must have had a rich and active sex life. Wow, man. Well, enough that it, that and the candy smelled powerful. <laughs> so much so that he wrote a song about it. That's <laughs> true. Wow. That's true. Well, I wish I wish we were any closer to solving this case, but I feel like all we know is that the gun was sold at a Little Caesars pizza to an unknown person. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I think, you know, I don't, you know, I'm a bit of an optimist with this new heart, and I'm guessing if we go to another break, I bet by the time we come back, we'll have figured it out. All right. Well, let's take a break. Hi, this is Devin Field. And I'm Greg Gallant. And we are interrupting our own show to tell you to help us promote our own show. And you can do that in lots of different ways. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can tweet or Instagram about the podcast. I mean, we would like you to really be our street team marketing this podcast to all of your loved ones, multi-level marketing scam style. Yeah. Now it's not a paid position, but you will gain valuable experience in the podcast promotion industry. And that can Which help. Which is really you. invaluable. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It really is invaluable. So if you want to be taken advantage of by us, please help promote the first hand podcast. It's literally the least you could do. 
Yeah, I Greg. shot Goldstack, Rostada, I shot Louisa Von Trapp, I shot Greg. Chad, I shot Mildred, I shot Noah Patagonia, and I shot Richard Bergquist, I shot our intern Trav, I shot my armed guard Charles last week. Greg. Your armed guard? <laughs> well, that settles it. You are under arrest. <laughs> no. No, you can't arrest me. I don't want to. I got like six minutes left before I retire. <laughs> well, yeah, guess well, what? Like you know who Bullseye sold that gun to three months ago? It was me. <laughs> Oh, and I'm not. And Craig, I told him I this. wouldn't use it, and I winked. God damn it! Ah, you knew this, bullseye. You knew this, bullseye. Greg, please, you don't have to do this, Wait. okay? I'm having this feeling come over me like I shouldn't do it. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yes, Greg, that's this the new right feeling. Heart is this candy guy's heart is making me feel like good. Embrace that. You know what? Just this once, I'm not going to. He's giving Phil the gun. Wow. Incredible. Wow, that feels good. Well, I will just put this in a safe. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> oh! God. He shot Greg he and himself. Him. <laughs> no. Oh. He shot Greg through himself. Oh, he died hard. But Bullseye, are you okay, or did you get hit in the crossfire at all? <laughs> oh, uh, no, I didn't. Okay, hey, good. I'm very much alive. Uh, so I'm, am I. I'm just, my, uh, I'm just so... Uh, I thought in this moment that, oh, okay, one of my guns won't be used to assassinate a huge public figure. And guess what? I was wrong again. You were wrong. Oh, my new heart. It went okay, right well, through my new heart. Let me just pick up this gun and get it out of everyone's way. <laughs> oh, oh no. bullseye, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. I, I, I shot did you get right hit. the bullseye on your shirt. <laughs> oh, is this what irony is? <laughs> Look, the last thing you guys could give us as, as you're dealing with oh. your injuries is just if you have anything to plug oh. in any way. Shit. Oh, Shit, if you guys want bike to get cops. <laughs> bike <laughs> cops are swarming the building. They, are. they must have heard the gunshot. Bullseye, is there anything you want to let us know about that you might be working on? Oh, uh, well, death right now. Oh, oh, I sure do hope I don't see all the people whose lives I've impacted by death oh up in God. heaven. Because I'm definitely going to heaven. Heaven is definitely in the cards for me. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Phil, anything? My last words are... Pizza, pizza. <laughs> no, God. Oh, I would Jesus. just like to plug the fact that both Phil and Bullseye made $20,000 bets with me before the podcast. <laughs> no, they didn't. And they Greg. lost the bets. Uh, and so if you see their friends or family, please harass them. Greg, no. Greg, he's fading. Uh, 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 uh. I'm the only living person in this studio right now, apart from all these bike cops. <laughs> Tune in next season, I guess. Goodbye.